Hello! Welcome to Pugsley Crew Reviews. Uh, this is a new podcast. I am Peds. I uh, do Peds' Game Shack, which is about games. Uh, Pugsley Crew Reviews is about films. And we're going to be talking about this something about the Johnsons, uh, which was picked by Kerr9000. Uh, would you like to say hi, Kerr? Hi, it's Kerr9000. Um, great to be on here. Um, right, so uh, the film, you picked the film. Would you like to uh, tell us why? Well, basically, I've always been into films that have been banned, and I don't know if you'd be familiar, but there was a list of films, the DPP 72, I think it was, all known as the Video Nasties. Right. All, all the things the British government banned, like the zombie films and stuff, and they're all unbanned now. But yeah. I've always had this fascination for stuff that people are like, oh, no, it's so terrible, you shouldn't watch it. And my missus was flicking through TikTok, and there was some woman on there basically going, do not watch The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. It's the most disturbing short film you'll ever watch. Don't watch it. So we kind of went, oh, let's watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Obviously. somebody tells you don't, it's, you know... It's like a red rag to a bull. Yeah. And it took me a while to find it at first because I've called it so many things. I've called it the problem with the Johnsons. Um, the thing about the Johnsons. You know, the title's never fully stuck in my head, but it is the strange thing about the Johnsons. Yeah. Um, it's a short film that was made by a now famous director, Ari Aster, as his thesis film for being in film graduate school. And it went to festivals and stuff, but it kind of virally leaked online and then basically went round as everybody was calling it sick. And <laughs> it, it is pretty sick. Following. Yeah, yeah. It's hard <laughs> to say it's not, but... Yeah, I, I watched it with the missus. Like, usually when I watch a film, I'll stick her on and I'll, I'll make the missus watch it. So if I'm watching something crap, something good, she ends up watching it with me. So I stuck this on. And she was like, yeah. this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is just wrong. And I kind of agree. Uh, so basically the premise of the film is um, about a boy who grows up like idolizing his, not idolizing his father too much, basically straight up wanted to, well, actually doing nasty, dirty sexual things to his father. Um like the the opening scene where the kid is masturbating and um all of a sudden like the father walks in he's like oh don't worry it's natural people do this and then you see the photo of who he's masturbating to and it's his own father and yeah. straight from there you're like that's just wrong man no nope. that's the tone for the whole film doesn't it that's uh yeah I've, I've never seen a film set the tone for what you're gonna get so quickly and so definitively yeah <laughs> so yeah the, the that's the basic premise of the film is is basically uh son infatuated with father basically sexually abuses him and uh the father is appears to be absolutely terrified of his son which is yeah. understandable like um but he like tries to um, leave a uh, what do you call it? A 
like a manuscript for his wife, for example, oh, the, yeah, the kid's mother. Man yeah, Cocoon Man, yeah. He's, he's wrote it out as like a book and he keeps trying to hide it, places yeah. she'll find. And the yeah. sun keeps finding it. And... <laughs> yeah. But I know apparently the director, writer guy wanted to do something really taboo and apparently sat around and discussed about, you know, how taboo can you go? Mm-hmm. And ended up with this, which, you know, was probably about as far taboo as you can go. Yeah. But I do think it kind of does have a point in that it's a weird, abusive relationship you wouldn't expect. Yes. You, you would have thought it would be the other way around, if anything, but, you know. Yeah. You wouldn't think you it'd think- be that way. You You would think... You would think... If this was something happening in real life, and this could very well happen in real life, you would think the father would put a stop to it straight away. But having never been in that situation or anything similar, and hearing about people who are um, abused in some way, it's never that simple. No. Mentally, like. I don't know if they flipped it to make it the way it is to try and sort of get people to understand what it's like every which way. Like, framing it from this point of view of people who probably don't experience as as much. It kind of makes you think about how you'd feel and what it would be like. But maybe I'm giving the director too much credit. I don't know. That was my thoughts on where he was going with it. Yeah. Like, this kind of thing could happen to anyone. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. Maybe, maybe, or eloquently put would be best, but the basic... Yeah, you know, you'd be surprised what shit people do. Or people are capable of. The other thing for me is the wife and how she sort of knows it's happening, but turns a blind eye because she doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. He's in the bath and the song goes in and starts, and she's watching a medical drama, and you just watch her turn the volume up and, like, ignore it. Yeah, yeah. You hear about things like that, though, in in real life, where the, the like a, a parent is abusing a child more often, or uh, another family member, and uh, like they can't deal with it, and they don't protect the child or something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of this a similar kind of thing, really, except for obviously the roles are reversed with the, the parent and child. But um, I, I think. The the reason why this film kind of hits really well and may, really makes you think is because this is something that could happen. You know, if it, it, it probably yeah. has, <laughs> but it's just um, yeah, it's wrong, man. <laughs> I mean, I I call it a horror film because to me that's what it is, but it's a real life horror. And I think that does make it scarier because you know there's no zombies, you know there's no vampires, but there are strange, weird people out there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, it's, it's well done as well, to be fair. And you, you know, he was uh, obviously a young man at the time, I think, and uh, obviously in uh, some sort of film school. Yeah, but it's it's like I mean, well constructed, and they kind of. Um, you know, does tell a nice little tale and like 
the guy seems normal to everyone else, bar the parents, because they know exactly what's going on. But, like, everyone else just thinks, yeah, he's a normal guy. He's yeah, all good. he's very much hidden in plain sight, isn't he? It's, you know, he's got married and he's social to everybody and it is playing up that kind of just a normal person wouldn't expect a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something that... One thing I thought was uh, like uh, when the the first scene happened, it's like, okay, that's really fucking strange. It's, it's not right. And then it showed him getting mad. And I thought, oh, maybe something happened and they'll explain that. No, he's like, oh, thanks, Pop, for everything you've done. Then he starts groping his father. And it's like, wait a minute. That's not normal. <laughs> and I that's on that his wedding day, man. Yeah, it was almost like a fake out, wasn't it? To make you think that things had gone to normal. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, they haven't. They've actually got worse. It really surprised me. I presumed, because I'm awful with last names and stuff, and but I thought the director would be a black fella. Because like, um, yeah. he's a white Jewish bloke. And I thought, oof, I don't think I would have done that myself. I think I'd have done it as white people. Because although I'm not bothered about people's race, I'd be thinking... Are people going to look at this and think I'm trying to be, you know, say nasty things here or? Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I, I wouldn't know how the how the person went about it. Like, did they write it for um, a, a particular kind of family or did they just write it and the people they got were happened to be um, maybe someone they knew that they could get in so. It worked up that way. I think the son, the, well, the actor that plays the son was in film school with him. Ah, right. So, so that, maybe that's why. And because if you know a good actor and then you sort of build the family around them, maybe. Yeah, that would probably make a lot of sense because if you're in film school, you're not realistically going to have like the budget to go out and hire a lot of people. You just make do with what you can get really i guess never been to film school but that's what i'm assuming so it's probably like you said uh one particular person was uh, a good decent actor a good actor and they just thought oh, i would build a family around them but I mean, I, I I, the thing is is I, I i i wouldn't have thought that people were taken in a particularly wrong way because it's not portraying them <sighs> it's not portraying the the, the family as like really dodgy in a sense it's just the kid is odd <laughs> yeah it's, it's one sort of family member yeah and, the, every, and everyone has a weird family member not that weird but weird <laughs> but yeah i uh i didn't look into the background of it i i knew nothing of it i'd only heard about it when you mentioned her in discord uh so you know and i, I thought i'd watch today on the day we do the podcast it's always fresher in my mind yeah and uh, I rather enjoyed it. It's it's a bit nasty, like, and uh, obviously things go south in a sense. Like, it goes from him 
being the way he was as a child to him doing things to his father to then um, later in the film, his father tries to escape from his house, his very own house. Yeah. Uh, tries to, Yeah. He tries to escape from his house and then gets hit by a van. <laughs> and the son is like holding the father, like bawling his eyes out, screaming, crying. And the mother comes along. It's like, Oh no. And uh, all of a sudden he's like, don't you touch him. The the son to the, oh, to yeah, the wife, like, don't you touch him. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then when he goes and puts his jumper on and stuff, you're like, uh... Yeah. It's, uh... It's, 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 it's very creepy, uh, actually, but uh, that that particular thing, is that scene then, is quite creepy-like, because it's like, oh, okay, he's trying to be him now? Is, yeah, is that what he's trying to do? Baby, doesn't it, if you know what I mean? A bit like how he pretended to be his own mother, it's like this guy's gone off the deep end and now wants to be his dad yeah but uh, obviously things come uh, to an abrupt ending for the guy because <laughs> his mother's finally like uh, the wife slash mother is finally um, I think she's had enough it's like oh when did it all begin what happened on prom night your father come home really? crying and he's like, that was 10 years ago. I can't remember what happened to my father on a specific day 10 years ago. And she's like, yeah, but it was prom night. You should remember. And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, but he spent all night when he came home crying in the bathroom. He locked himself in there, just cried all night. So obviously something happened that night. And, he's, and she implied, well, she actually said, I, I know it ha- stuff happened sooner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you're, and she's like, you're a monster. Uh, and she's right. He is. I've seen people say they feel sorry for him, and I'm like, well, how? Uh, Why would they I feel sorry for him? I don't know. I suppose it's because maybe when he was young and you see that first scene and his dad says it's okay and all that, that he misunderstood and thought his dad was saying everything he was doing was okay. And yeah, maybe. Exactly so I think they sort of... Is it a monster remade kind of thing in error? Uh, I don't think so because the, no, I think that's a bit of a stretch. But people, have yeah, it. yeah, I think that's a stretch because at the end of the day, yeah, I get that he's doing what he's doing. The father said though, I didn't see anything, so he does, and he doesn't know what was on that photo. Uh, nah. So, like this, this is an issue that was happening before he was caught in the initial scene, and. Like he says, oh, you know, everyone does it. It's a natural thing. And I don't think he's saying like everyone uh, jerks off to the, the him. <laughs> so I, I think people are really pulling it out of their asses when they're trying to feel sorry for the kid who, you know, clearly uh, needed help. Maybe maybe they feel sorry for him in that way because he needed some sort of help. But you know, it, I could I couldn't say it's to do with the father or anything. Even though, nah. even in the manuscript things he's writing, he's he's saying, you know, I, I can't blame him without blaming myself. But at the same time, you know, that's like a guilt thing, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think that, that's guilt. Yeah, I think that's some sort of guilt that the people have from serious um, events in their life. But to I I I wouldn't feel sorry for the kid, man. I don't get that. Nah. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, what do you think of it all t- uh, overall, though? Um, 
because you know it's like I said, like we, as we know, it's a short, short film. Do you think you could play out um, more interestingly if it was longer, or do you think because of the kind of film it is, you know, having all that stuff happen over a longer period of time would probably be worse? I think it's at thirty-ish minutes. It's an uncomfortable watch, but it's grabs you enough for you to sort of persevere with it. Yeah. I don't think you'd want to persevere with it for an hour and a half. No. And I think it'd just feel like it had been spun out further and further. And I'm not saying it's not nasty as it is, but it's just enough to know it's nasty without hammering it home to the fact where it's a, a terrible watch, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can get that. Because the thing is, is it has... It has the opening scene, then it has him getting married, then it has the, I uh, I found the, the manuscript, to then the bath scene, to then the father getting, uh, dying, to the, the finale. Like, it has enough beats in there to um, not need anything else. It gets its point across pretty damn well in that short space of time. And I think the only thing they could do if they if if it was to be like a, an hour and a half long, is add more crazy shit in there or have like the father trying to get help it in more ways? I wouldn't know, but I think yeah, I think thirty thirty minutes is is good enough. I think longer, as you said, would be a bit too far. Like just be like nasty for the sake of nasty, you know. I mean, I was always a big fan of like the tales from the crypt show. Yeah, where all the they're like thirty to forty minutes long. And there's a lot of horror films I watch where there is some nuggets of good ideas in there, but they are so stretched out. And you're like, this was a bad film, but trimmed down, it could have made a good, like, Tales from the Crypt episode. Mm. But pile stuff on and on. And I think this works as a trim film with it. And like you said, there's a good rhythm to it. It never feels slow. Nothing's ever overplayed. It moves along. It has a good beginning, middle, end, and it's just structured well. And it's whether you could carry on and structure it well longer or whether it would just pull it out and weaken it or make it too disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It, I say I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it, but it was good, if that makes sense, because, you know, it's not exactly enjoyable, is it? You know, <laughs> with the subject matter of father, like, uh, father being molested by this son sort of thing. It's not exactly an enjoyable watch, but it is uh, an interesting one, to say the least. It's um, impactful and moving, if a bit disturbing. But, it, yeah. you know, it's anything but boring. Yeah, I, couldn't, I, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, anything but boring. It makes you feel sick. But uh, at the same time, you kind of feel finally the father got away after he was hit by a van. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's not funny, haha, funny, but it's, it's funny that he finally tries to get out of there. I like the son chases him for a bit and then just stops. Uh, and then obviously the truck happens. But I think he kind of resigned himself to his fate of I'm fucked to have. Um... Yeah. But the thing is, I don't know what happened to that manuscript afterwards. Yeah, that's it, true. Like, it shows at the end, it does get burned. The wife burns it. 
But how does, how did they get, because when he was hit, he had it in his hands. So did the son take it or the wife take it? You would have thought that would have been like taken by the police when they were hit. Yeah. I don't know. But it makes sense. Like the mother took it and probably read through it, which is why she is the way she is, because she knows exactly what has gone on. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair guess that she took it and she read it all. And that's why she's like, broken down and finally challenged the kid and reading that from start to end was the sort of straw that broke the camel's back for her yeah it's a thing as well like because when uh, the son is talking to the father he's um, like yeah you can sleep in the bed with that cold emotionless bitch and stuff and it's his mother <laughs> yeah <laughs> And it's like, wow, you really, really don't like your mother or you like your father a bit too much. Which is probably both are true. (laughs) But yeah, I'd uh, like to thank you for uh, recommending me on that um, because I enjoyed it. Uh, Would you recommend other people watch it? I suppose it sort of depends on your stomach for this sort of thing, doesn't it? If you're, um, I suppose the modern terminology is triggered by abuse type things then it'd be horrible for you so yeah I think you kind of need to come with a bit of a disclaimer but i think for a lot of people like you said it's a roller coaster it'll make you feel sick it'll make you feel awkward but i think there's a message in there and you'll probably come out like you said you can't really say enjoyed but appreciating maybe is a term for it yeah i think it's a good piece of cinema whether yeah. you agree with or don't agree with the themes, I think it, it's really well done. Yeah. It's very simple as well in the way it's done because at the end of the day, there's nothing too far-fetched. There's nothing far-fetched about it at all, really, because no. of that. I think that's what, like I said, what hits hard is because of how real it could very well be, like, um, compared to a lot of other films in, like, the more horif- horror-style genre like, uh, th- this kind of shit wouldn't happen, but this, you could be like, yeah, this would ha- could happen. No? And I right. think that, that, is the, um, that is the most impactful thing about the film. And it's one of those films that in settings and characters and that is so simple, you could break it down into a stage play almost. Yeah. It's not complicated. You know, a couple of sets, a couple of good actors is the centre pinning of it, and everything else is just, you know, added glitter. Yeah, yeah. I think give it another 10 years or so and there'll be a musical on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Disney will somehow get the rights to it and remake it again. Or something stupid. There's an Evil Dead musical. I'd quite like to see that, but I don't think it's ever played over here. Uh, that would be cool. It is a bit bizarre. I know it's got like songs in it that are cheery that are like, oh, we're going to a cabin in the woods, cabin in the woods sort of thing. Yeah, uh, but that's before everything goes to shit, isn't it? <laughs> so it's not too bad. <laughs> Unless they sing it, oh, we died in the cabin in the woods, the cabin in the woods, <laughs> as they die in. Uh, um, I think that is going to be us, unless there's anything else you would like to add. Um, but so, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, no, I just, uh, I think it's an interesting film, and I think uh, if you're into films and stuff, 
and you're into knowing, you know, what kind of film stuff was shot on and how the things are. It's a good film to watch because it was shot on 35mm, quite basically done. And it's one of them films that sort of makes you feel like you could almost do it. If you could grab a bit of equipment, a couple of people you know, it, it's like a reachable film, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the this simple premise really lends itself to the fact that not much is needed. So yeah. That is gonna be us on the Pugsley Crew Reviews. I would like to thank Kerr for taking part. Um Kerr is also gonna be here for the next episode. Uh Kerr will be here for many of the episodes, as I've specifically asked Kerr to take part. And he said, yes. Though it will most likely depend on some of the films. Uh, maybe you won't want to watch Frozen or something. I don't think we're doing that. But uh, the next episode is going to be about Cool World, which is what I picked. I've never watched it, but never even heard of it till the other day. So <laughs> I watched it when it came out once, and I have some very, very vague memories. I have no memories because, like I said, I haven't seen it. So we'll uh, be back in a fortnight. Uh, we will be talking about Cool World, and that is going to be it from us. Uh, thank you again, Kurt, for taking part. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. It's uh, been a pleasure. Take care. And you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in.